everybody hello and welcome to popcorn culture my name is ben carlin and i am your host here with me today is my brother jay who will be in every episode ben if there was ever a day i thought i i must in fact definitely honor your one true hostness it is today as not only is it literally your birthday as we record the episode it is but you are if i'm not mistaken leaving from finishing recording this podcast to go to the hospital to um, begin the process of Alice having the baby. That is correct. That is correct. Yeah, so that, that is correct. So I, you you are about as one true hosty as one true host could ever be today. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it it uh, it's <clears throat> been it has been the funniest thing in the world because I like I, a bunch of people have like you know um, I don't know talked about like being my birthday almost forgot like stuff like that i'm like shoot i almost forgot like i can't like i can't stress it enough like it is it is so like the secondary thing it it is so it is so weird because like i had to like yeah r- remind myself this birthday. oh right it's ben's birthday like all of my mind has been so focused on your daughter about to be bored it's like oh my god Tuesday, like tuesday's the day tuesday's the day unless unless something crazy happens and it in fact happens today i know just from like natural divine intervention right i know i know and if you if you go back i think to uh, I, I think it was our our like we're expecting announcement on Instagram. I literally mm-hmm. made the comment that I was like, I know you're coming in late October. And if you want to come on my birthday, that would be like the greatest gift ever. Greatest. And now it's like, now it's today. Now it's today. And, and it sounds like she's going to be here tomorrow. Uh, it's so close. Oh my gosh. But here's like, the thing that I was thinking about. If it is in fact, I mean, whether it's today or tomorrow, but if it's tomorrow, then this week of the year will be like a really like commonly big then week for our entire family because it will include within a seven day time period, not just your birthday, not just your daughter's birthday, but also dad's birthday and Halloween. I know. I know. It's a lot of stuff. It's <laughs> yeah. a lot of stuff. And it's um, Alice's grandfather's birthday is tomorrow. Oh, wow. And it's his 80th birthday. So like, okay. you know, like literally this this whole stretch of time is just like birthday central it is birthday central i mean and then i guess it it really continues for our family for quite some time here because then uh, at the end of november is luke and then at the beginning of december is uh tyler and then you have like christmas and then you know yeah yeah i know i know the twins are in february (laughs) so the the last the last end of the year for our family is just like it's there's there's a lot going on in q4 there Mm, yeah there's a lot going on yeah there's a lot so i mean and it's it's really funny too because by the time you guys are hearing this episode right which i think is episode 99 it is episode 99 we're almost at 100 which is really exciting for what i already know the 100th episode will be but which will be a surprise to everyone else Ooh, Ooh. I, I didn't i had no the idea element of surprise it is indeed oh how very exciting very indeed. while we're at it why don't we just say like diablo 2 cave spring high school wikipedia page mm-hmm. hey ben hey Name ben of the wind what about what about carp girl am i right hey, we haven't heard from Carp Girl in a while. It has been a hot second it's, since it's, we have talked about Carp Girl yeah. here on the pop. It's been a while. Every now and then I see that one on the bingo board and I'm like, 
Ooh man, we haven't really brought up Carp Girl in a while, but now we've refreshed it. It's good. No, yeah, now now yeah. it's now it's back on the board, and now mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like a super outdated bingo square. And the funny thing is, is that I actually like had this very quiet amount of hope because we were doing the podcast and we had told the story, and I and a bunch of people had like emailed me about that story in particular. I was like, this resonated with people. There's like that six degrees of separation from. It's like somebody, somebody knows Carp Girl. Someone you know? knows her. Someone knows her. Here's 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 my uh, on the fly deep cut potential theory that would absolutely blow my freaking mind if it actually came true. Ready? Is that what what if Ben? What if one day we discover Carp Girl? Because the problem is you can't remember her name. I can't remember her can't name. Can't remember her name. What her name. what if it just so happens that her name is the same as your daughter's, and like this oh. is the weird hole in your memory you pulled it out of? Uh, that would be. That Wouldn't would, that be insane? That would that would <laughs> that would be that would be straight nutter butters. I I want to be like ninety nine point nine percent sure that it wasn't that yeah i'm pretty sure it's not for some reason and it's like the funniest thing i think it started with an l okay and it's like i don't know i don't know which i guess for what it's worth that means my daughter's name doesn't start with an l um but then like whenever i'm like what are girls l names and i'm like lauren Lindsay. oh look at you you've already you've already come up with more than i was i was always like lauren there's laurel there (laughs) we don't have a family member lie I got you. Yeah, okay. there's a lot of the same vein here. You're you're better at this game than I am, though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. So for for context, in case anybody has joined the pop, I'm not going to tell the the complete story. But the the short version of the story is that at summer camp as a kid, uh, we went to visit the Smith Mountain Lake Dam, uh, where next to the dam there's this like gift shop and dock area. The where, dam gift shop. Yeah, yeah precisely. Yeah. Precisely. Where there are damn fish that you can <laughs> feed with popcorn. Yeah. Per the per the popcorn machine just inside. Yeah. It is it is weird that it's, it might even be that popcorn machine. The one that is like literally like on your left hand shoulder. Now that I'm like thinking back on this memory or maybe I'm just like placing it there. Yeah. Because I think memories are not as strong as we think they are. Well, that's true. But I'm 100% sure this happened. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but anyway. But I saw a girl fall into a pit of carp. A pit of carp. Yeah. And so the thing was, though, is that like there there are so many carp there because you can feed them the popcorn and they they know it. And like it's like a touristy type of thing. Like everybody does this. So there's there's just just a ton, a ton of carp. And while I was there, there, there was this one girl who fell in with the carp and it was always like one of these things where like as i've gotten older i'm like that was a really remarkable thing that happened and i don't know who this person is and it predated all social media by so much that like it wasn't like you know i was able to like while at camp and while being friends with this girl it was like oh yeah how did you on myspace or whatever but and it was like a summer camp thing so it was like a girl from another school girl from another school right at the very least probably from from some half of Eastern Virginia is a, is about as much as I could. Right, right. Wait, no, I'm sorry. Western Virginia. That was my yeah, bad. Yeah, I got my I got my sides all wrong. Whoops. Western Virginia. That that's about it. Like, it's a yeah. I, I mix that up a lot too because we love on the we live in the west half of an East Coast state. Right. Yeah. And there is a West Virginia. There is a West Virginia. Yeah. So we're like so. East Virginia, but we live in the west side of East Virginia. So anyway, if you went to um, summer camp and went on a field trip at summer camp to the Smith Mountain Lake Dam and fell into a pit of carp, um, maybe you knew Ben. Maybe you knew me. Maybe and, you knew uh, speak me. Speak up. And, and here's the thing is that like if, if you live 
in this area or have family who live in this area, maybe just ask them. Like, cause you, you just, especially if their name starts with an L. Right. Like, 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 do you ever fall into a pit of carp? Like they're probably obviously like in their early thirties now. They, they, right? they would they have, have to be, to be a, within like one, one grade and plus or minus. See, because there's no way the story doesn't exist in the family. Right. There's no way like this just went, like she didn't go home and they were like, how were your, how was your dad? And she was like, yeah, it was fine. I got this at the gift shop. That was it. Like this story exists in a very real hilarious way in someone's family. The story is out there near, nearby even. I know. Possibly nearby. It's infuriating. We'll find how- her. I know, I know. One day, one day. It's a dream. And and if um and if the pop allows it to happen, goodness gracious, How would that great. be the most incredible thing ever? It would okay. be like, what? It would be. How did how did it come to pass? <laughs> How did it come to anyway? Um so Jay, I see here that you have that you have uh your pick of the week yeah. listed down. And and I feel like it's a conversation topic, so I want to address it because yeah. I feel like we can we can talk about it. Okay. Um it is the life changing magic of tidying up. Ah, uh, the life changing magic of tidying up by Marie Kondo. <laughs> My, my new hero. My, 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 like, literally. But, like, not not. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. Uh, so what what is the idea, and what have you learned, and what changes have you made? Okay, thus far, I haven't really done much, but if you're unfamiliar with the life-changing magic of a tidying up by Marie Kondo, it is about largely um, decluttering your home. Okay. Like, but not just in a just throw it away kind of way. I'm sure a lot of people have heard the phrase like sparks joy. Like, does this spark joy for you? Like, so, that's the Marie Kondo method. Okay. So, so yeah, because I was going to say, I, I believe that we've talked about the like, d- does this bring you joy? And if it does, then then it counts. Then, it, then it's worth being there. Yeah. Because it's not exactly minimalism. It, it is specifically not minimalism. But um, like when you like read the book, it is very much, it feels, it feels very much like this person was put on this plan it for like a very specific purpose and they have realized it in a very big way like they were innately drawn to it as a child they examined all of the pre-existing like status quos established by the greater tidying community she has like thrashed all of them down and like made her own commandments about it and they all just like make so much more sense and it's like it has immediately made me start like reconsidering reconsider my relationship with my possessions yeah in general like the things i like and like what i haven't i haven't started the grand decluttering process yet because i feel like it's also sort of a it's, it's a very personal thing and a lot of the clutter is of course not just mine it's like the whole family so i also I am awaiting Beth's finishing of the book. Yeah, and, and as that, well. That's like a really kind of unexpectedly difficult thing because the idea of of being um tidy or someone who values cleanliness or order in a home, in general it feels like regardless that is like a like a positive attribute for someone in the home to have, but it, but it is interesting how if you differ in opinion from how this approach should be like taken. Yeah. Then it could be the type of thing where, where it could almost like polarize a little bit where it's like, well, you, you want things to be too tidy and you like, then the other person saying like, well, you don't want things to be tidy enough. Right. And it, it's like, it's sort of interesting how, 
I think like, I, I don't know if opposites attract in this way and you like appreciate the tidiness of the other person well, if you're not tidy. I don't know, but it, it, it very much breaks down like a lot of like preconceived barriers about it. Like, and it addresses like a bunch of otherwise like cleaning techniques or things you may have heard. Like if, you know, you might have heard like, oh, if you haven't worn something in a year, that's a good indication that you can just like declutter. Like that's the rule. If I haven't worn it in a year, that's the difference. Or, you know, if I pull it out of storage and, um, I don't know. Uh, you like you just don't like it anymore. Uh, maybe some people like put stuff on hangers and then like face them a different way. And every like you know so long, they're like, oh, this hanger hasn't actually switched directions yet. So that means this is an item I haven't used for a long time. Get it out. So the are these Marie Kondo <coughs> methods? No, these or? are not. These are not her methods. Oh, okay, gosh, gosh, gosh. Yeah, okay. Her methods are very much more um, like you probably have too much stuff. Not even probably. You definitely have more than you need. And what's difficult about it is that you're unaware of how much stuff you have largely because most like your clothes, for example, like you've probably got a lot of clothes in your closet, but you might have some more clothes like in storage in the basement. You've got some clothes that are actively in the laundry and you have some clothes that are, um, you know, maybe in a, in a side room that Alice just uses cause she has extra stuff. And maybe you've got some that are packed away for when you go skiing or something. Right. And it's like, because of this, it is very easy to think like I don't have that much clothes. Like I have the appropriate amount or whatever. But like her thing is like, no, no, it's easy to fool yourself because all the clothes aren't in the same spot. So like bring every article of clothing, no matter what um, or when you might wear it, where it is in the house, put it in one big pile. All things in one category go into this pile. And then you like go through it one by one and decide whether or not it like brings you joy. And if it does, it's a keeper. If not, then it's not. And they're like, some things might fall into like a sentimental value and that would, that would go further down the line sort of thing. But that's, that's the general idea is, does it still bring you joy? And like, or, or, and if not, has it served its purpose for you? Like, even if you maybe like bought an article of clothing a year ago and it still has the tag on it and you've never even worn it and your like go-to response would be something like, I, well, I haven't even worn it yet, so I can get rid of it. And it's like the purpose of that article of clothing might have been like, this article of clothing made me feel excited in the store. And when I bought it, I felt a certain way about it, but I, I haven't worn it. I don't even really like it anymore. Like it's okay. It served its purpose. Its purpose was to like bring you joy in the store when you bought it and make you feel that way. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that's a, it's a very interesting way to look at it. And it's, I think it's a very, um, it, it probably allows a lot of strings to be cut in yeah. terms of like, uh, like the sense of like exactly like you said, like, well, I bought it from the store, but like I haven't worn it yet, but like I spent money on it. And it's like, it's like you, you're attempting to sort of determine and, uh, like find the attached utility to any given thing. Yeah. But then if you were doing that with, with too many, too many things, I feel like you were almost becoming, um, attached to this object in a way that that probably is just nothing but negativity that's coming from it like it, it it's almost like it is a reminder more of regret that you spent money on something and then didn't use it right does it, that make sense it could be it yeah. could be and it doesn't i mean the the idea at the end of the day like after you've gone through the whole process is that you are only surrounded by things that make you happy because okay. you have literally examined every single object you own one at a time and determined, does this make me happy? And I guess in general, most people end up with 
less like after it's all said and done, people have typically discarded over 50% of the stuff. Okay. Like in their house, like whether it's clothing, papers, books, the different categories she breaks it down into are clothing, books, um, papers, then like uh, miscellaneous and then sentimental items. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I guess clothes are the easy one because that tends to be a huge one for most people that it's e- it's like very easy to start learning the process of like, does this bring me joy? Have I worn this at all? But it's not it's not even a matter like of whether you haven't worn it. Like if you pick it up and you haven't worn it and you're like, I love that I own this. Like, great. Keep it. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, yeah, that, that's a, yeah. that is more than a justifiable reason to, to, right. to include it in your wardrobe. And I, I think the thing that's really interesting to me about this like entire process is that it, it feels just like a very um, active or proactive and intentional way to approach things. Because my guess is that probably your accumulation of these objects in so many cases is in some capacity, maybe more out of neglect than anything else. Like your closet is big enough to accommodate more clothes than you need, which means that like you're not reaching overflow closet status to where you have to start being like, like, like everything doesn't fit anymore. Well, some people are well, for so, sure. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Sure. Um, but, but I would say like that would be the case for me. So it's like my, my closet doesn't, it doesn't overflow, but probably half of the stuff in it, I never reach for. Right. And it's, what's interesting about that is that like in a lot of ways, it doesn't feel like that stuff is causing me any harm whatsoever. That's the thing. It's like, is it, it's not like hurting being here, right. but she would argue it is. Like it's bringing you down. And we've talked about like paring down like decision making like, oh, if you, you know, have 100 shirts to choose from every day, then you have to like choose which one of those 100 shirts. Even if that means like you are choosing, like even if you have 50 shirts you don't ever wear that never get chosen, you're still choosing that's still 50 decisions you have to make every day. It's and, very, and like, yeah. and like a, some sort of interpretation of that, I guess. Right. But it's like, it's not there. If you only ever have to choose from all of your favorites, then you're always wearing something you like. <laughs> right. Right. And this, this kind of goes back to like that Steve jobs example where he wore like a black sweater and jeans every day. And it was just sort of like, that was, it was like a, like a, like a life choice he made. And he's like, I'm not going to have to worry about, no, I don't have to worry about clothes anymore. I don't this is just what I wear. I wear this every day. Same thing every like, day. You know, it, it, it kind of became like a signature thing, but also it's like, the, it is inherently not necessarily super like fashionable right. to to net maybe have the same outfit every day. But but that's like the extreme version of the thinking. But the other the the really fascinating thing about how like I almost feel like Marie Kondo is has done a very good job of getting people to live this mantra. And it's like, I almost feel like she's disguised it. And and probably for her, it actually is the goal. But like in the scheme of actual reality, it's almost like she's disguised it in this like clean up your household type of thing. But then I feel like so many people have applied it to like friends. It's like, does this person still bring me joy? Like, like when I go and hang out with them, am I looking forward to it or am I dreading it? Like this it, holiday, I'm attending it. Do I want to go or am I just doing it because of like, obligation right or you know or like the this, this job that i do this activity that i'm going to like it 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 i feel like that question of does it bring you joy has extended so far beyond a t-shirt that like people have changed professions over uh, it oh i mean she talks about stuff like that in the book where it's like the act of tidying up your house can often like yeah it can it can like this like way of thinking can creep out into like maybe the stuff you eat or maybe the way you approach like working out or yeah friends you don't like I think she has like one extreme example in the book where like someone after going through the whole process like 
gets like a divorce because they're like, I, I started realizing I was getting nothing but unhappiness every day. Wow. From it. That's, I mean, that's pretty extreme. Um, but, 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 it, but it's, but it does happen. Like yeah. there are side effects to it. And I think what, <laughs> like, it's interesting. You mentioned like, you know, having different philosophies about how to get stuff clean in your house and stuff. And the, I think the one that Beth and I sometimes like, uh, cross, uh, maybe don't always see eye to eye on is whether or not like the solution is to have more storage or to have less stuff. Okay. And I, I am always very much on the side of like have less stuff. She's like, we need more shelves over here. And I'm like, we don't need shelves if we don't have the stuff. Cause if we have the shelves, then we'll also have the shelves. True. Which um, it, it's like, <clears throat> it's like um, if you have like a chair in your bedroom, I guarantee it's covered in clothes. And if you have a table right when you walk in the door, I guarantee it's covered in like papers and, yeah. and just like, like general detritus from, from walking in and out of your door every day. And you just setting the thing down. Uh, and, and it's like surfaces do invite objects placed on top of them for sure. Um, and, and I'm sort of, of, of both minds a little bit. Like I have definitely gotten to the point where I have tried to have like organized, like totes or boxes that are specifically like labeled with what is inside, you know, and, and then organized in some capacity. But I also feel like the process of deciding like what actually made it into the totes to begin with was probably my own version of this. Does it bring you joy? Like, right. like I went through and, and pretty periodically I will do the, like, can I sell this? Can I goodwill this? Do it? Does this need to be thrown away? Yeah. And I will pretty systematically like do that. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean that I don't still have just a whole bunch of things about. Yeah. You know, I will say this is interesting though. Whilst that is like certainly good practice that you're doing it. Marie Kondo would say that's a recipe for, for failure. Oh really? Yes. Like because it's happening like, because it's happening continuously, interesting. like nonstop. And like, you will always accrue things in like, so her big thing is like, I think another thing that makes it like a really appealing method is that it's like, you only have to declutter once. Like it's like a big event. Okay. And it's like, not, not that it has to be like all in like one afternoon. It might be over like a week or like a weekend or something like that. Sure. But her thing is like, you want to do it all at once. So you're like, you have this ton of momentum, you get really honed in on it. And then like, there will be some upkeep that has to be done, but it won't be nearly this. Like you can't even think what it's going to be like, cause you're not on the other side of it yet. And like, you're still thinking this way, but you're and like, once you've gone through it, you'll be thinking that way, but you can't even imagine what thinking that way is going to be like yet. Right. Right. Yeah. That is, yeah. Like you say, like, there's going to be, there's going to be like, I bet it's like the little table covered in papers next to the door. It's like, it won't be because now you'll have a place for the papers. Yes. Right. And and that's, that's why, like, I, I think that there's like, I, it's such a common phrase. Like, it doesn't even feel like, you know, this is passing of wisdom, but like, um, everything has a place, you know? Yeah. That's the, that's the other half of it is that like declutter and then find a spot for everything. And then all you're ever doing is just putting stuff back where it goes. It's not like cleaning necessarily it's just like these things are here i will put them back where they go yes yes and and i feel like the the this is the thing like my living room for example i have this like brown leather like sectional couch and somewhere along the way what i started doing was i have these two blankets that i like one of them sits on like the the part that sticks out of the sectional and I fold the blanket into a square and I set it down on that cushion. And then I have like the long part of it that I take a different blanket that doesn't even match that goes 
right there. And it's like, I don't even know when I decided this or how I decided this, but it became like the, the foundation for my living room always looking tidy Mm -hmm. because it was sort of like, well, if you're going to put the blankets back nice and tidy, then you'll also like take all the pillows off and like put them back nice and tidy. And then like, while you're at it, maybe like put the ottoman back where it goes and, you know, like pick up that, Mm -hmm. that cup from the windowsill from, you know, where you set it down. And it's, it's very funny to me how I have this, like these two blankets literally make my house more clean and they don't even match each other. Right. You know? (laughs) And it's like, and it what like, it's, it's so funny that it wasn't even like a choice that I remember making yeah it just it just sort of is this way now yeah they are the best blankets i know though they are good i've seen them i've used them they're yeah they're they're very solid um but the other thing that i think is really kind of fascinating about this is is the fact that like almost what it illustrates for where where like we exist sort of in the world uh or like kind of almost even from like a societal development standpoint of things is that the question is almost like the opportunity or like privilege of being able to, to like make decisions about like, well, what will make me the most happy versus, Mm -hmm. versus, you know, like what a more primitive version of it once upon a time, like if you were to go up that hierarchy of needs, Mm -hmm. it might've, it might've literally been like, well, did I catch a fish today? You know, or do I have something to eat? Is, is there, or there crops growing in the field or, or whatever the case may be. Like it's, it's, I think what I'm trying to do is, is be positive about the fact that it, that it's so great that like, this is something that we might spend time dwelling on, Mm -hmm. you know, is like whether or not the things we own do in fact make us happy. Right. Well, this is, yeah, it's another thing. It's like people will constantly try and like buy something new to like fill that void of happiness and like get that, like become happy by getting new things when the chances are you already have things that make you happy. Right. And just surrounding yourself with those things. And in the process of getting new stuff, though, you just add more to the clutter. And that just clutters not just your physical space, but also like your mind. Right, right. So my my curiosity here, though, is almost like if there will be a point in time where like marketing itself might have like a, a significantly less effect than it has had previously, like like if at some mm-hmm. point in time we're able to go back and in a textbook point to an era from arbitrarily and I don't know the actual dates, but let's say from like, you know, 1980 to 2020, like let's say that's the era of like consumerism and that this is like when mass produced things were a thing and this is like when television in every household and the internet and mm-hmm. smartphones all came to be and like the, the ability for um, brands or companies to put things in front of you was so like fantastic yeah. that, and, and it was like early enough in the sequence of things that, that we were, we were again, as a society, maybe experiencing this kind of marketing enough for the first time that we were all very like susceptible to its effects. Oh, right. Like y- you were, we, we are experiencing like as if we're experiencing a time right now where marketing is as effective as it's ever been or ever will be because it, eventually we will like realize like more more and more people will come to like a I can be more content with the stuff I have of mindset yes mm-hmm. yes like it, like it's almost like we we as as a collective are growing and maturing and part of that like uh c- collective environment or um enlightenment would eventually getting be getting to the point where, where it's like, like just because you see an ad for something, you don't feel like compelled to go and buy that ad, regardless of how well it fit, what may be interpreted as your like air quote needs. Yeah. Um, because you're, you're sort of like, like, like you could ignore it almost 
It's like, yeah, I don't need that. Like, it's like, it's cool. That's what a, what a great piece of engineering. I don't need it though. Like, like this right. is, this is not solving like an active problem that I have. This is, this is already something that like always comes to mind for me when we're looking at like stuff for the kids, uh, because so often kids like toys can be really really big yeah and they can look super fun and like like i bet they'll have a ton of fun with this but i'm also thinking in my head like where are we gonna put it sure because <laughs> like like you know uh beth i think was showing me yesterday like some like little play school house that you know that you know it's, it's like a house they can go inside of it and play it and it's like that is really cool and i have no doubt that the kids would absolutely love it also, where am I going to put a house? You know, right? Like, is this going to go inside? Is this going to take up like a whole section of my basement? Is it going to go outside and sit next to the house? And if so, where is it going to go? And like that, those kind of considerations, I feel like, are tremendously uh, a part of like whether or not I think something is worth getting. It is like, where is it going to go? <laughs> it's so fascinating, and I have to tell you that like one thing that like I almost have have like yearned for or attempted to to seek out is like. My own, and this is, this is very classic Ben Carlin thinking, but like my own ability to, um, potentially like process, um, items in like a, in like a very recyclable sense on my own. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen on like a viral Instagram video or whatever, but like, if you go to like a, like a metals, uh, recycling center or something, there might be like a giant kind of drum type of thing where you could throw like a car engine into it and it will slowly like grab onto it and just, and just literally eat it. Right. You know? And it's like the, the ability for it to like break it down. into just like tiny little like flakes of metal or, or just even like pelletized. So, you know, you could, you could take the entire contents of an engine and and fit it into like, I don't know, like a two gallon bucket or something like that, because it's it's now, it is now like it's returned to dust. It is returned to dust. And and as such, it doesn't need all of the air space that it would typically occupy as like a constructed fully, you know, yeah. Fleshed out thing. Um, and so like, what, like the big one for me is cardboard. So yeah, like I have at my house shipments that come for my aquarium company for super Carlin brothers and for myself and in the past couple of years of my life, I have gotten married and I, you know, like we're expecting a child, yeah. which has meant that we have had like a lot of <laughs> things sent to our home, which is like amazing. And it, it's a ton amount of like, it's a ton of generosity from the people mm-hmm. around us. But you have cardboard mountain, but I have a cardboard mountain and I try to be really, really, really good about the cardboard mountain. And I would say for the most part, I'm very good at this. Yeah. Like this is, this is not something that I actually will let accumulate a lot. That was good. Um, and I would say I, it's hard. I, it is hard. But one of the things that I've, I've looked into before is to literally get like a, um, like a chipper, like you would use for like branches or something from mm-hmm. like a, like a tree in your yard. And what I've literally wanted is like a processing plant and by plant, I literally mean like a small backyard Machine. grinder yeah. that I could like feed all of it into so that instead of going and like packing my recycling bin, which then, you know, cardboard just, um, by volume takes up a lot of space because yeah. it's large and unwieldy and doesn't always fold and whatever. And so what I've always wanted to do was just like literally be able to go and just feed into a machine piece of cardboard after a piece of cardboard. And strangely enough, it doesn't really seem like these chippers that are made for chipping up like, branches of wood off of like a cut tree yeah are that capable 
of breaking down cardboard. So I've, I've like literally like searched really? a bunch. Yeah, because I'm like, is <laughs> is there one that can do this? Because I would definitely like install it, put it in my basement, and then you know like once a month or whatever just literally go down feed everything into it and then have like a small heap of cardboard dust dust effectively that i can then you know recycle itself or whatever um but similarly i've i've found before that like if you take household plastics like um like you know your uh detergent bottle for your washing machine um you, you can like literally sort those by the type of plastic which is stamped onto the bottom of the the bottle itself. Yeah. And there are, are plastic grinders that you can do the same thing, feed it onto there. Yeah. And then if you take that chipped up plastic, you can then like run it through like an extruder and make like 3d printer filament out of all of these retired pieces of plastic. Okay. Which then isn't necessarily directly useful if you're not into 3d printing. Um, but like the spool of, of reused plastic is now like a way that I can feel good about what I have done with this material. Mm-hmm. And I, I suppose in a lot of ways, like by sending it to a recycling center, hopefully this is what's happening anyway. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, um, yeah, I don't, I don't feel like you have to feel guilty for having bought anything that could be recycled and then not personally recycling it. Yeah. So of course, but so my, my thought would almost be that like, I could imagine myself as a parent being like, okay, like the, if there's like a little tykes cabin house cottage yeah. thing, and it would be like the kids all aged out of it. Like, they're all too big, but it's still in my backyard and I don't really know what to do with it. Like that would be the type of thing where I would like be excited about the day that I could go and just like feed it into the grinder and be like, plastic, <laughs> be gone. Um, and that feels, way it feels like a really good Facebook marketplace sort of item to yeah. me. But yes, also you could grind it up. You that would be fun too. Then, I agree. If there was a cardboard grinder, that would honestly feel like a fun thing to just like, yes, I can, this is a very efficient way to get rid of stuff. Yes. And, and for some reason, I think that there is, cause I've, I've, I know I've brought it up a million times in the pop, but like chopping wood is also the same type of cathartic experience for me. But the, the idea of taking something and processing it is like so appealing to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I don't know why. Do you know, have you heard of these things called paper shredders? I have heard of Do these things. Do you use called, them? Well, that's the thing is that most things are digital these days. Yeah. And so for the most part, no. Okay. Because I, I don't have a particularly aggressive use for it. Cause I, I have obviously like digital, like all my bills and stuff like that are mostly digital. So yeah. most of the mail that I get in the mail is like, you know, you uh, automatically apply for this credit card approved, approved, but you just throw that in the recycling bin. I just throw that away. But so you could shred it to be the same thing. You, you, yes, you absolutely could shred it. And and I I should have a home shredder. I mean, it's like, there are enough pertinent documents that it would be good to, yeah, to destroy. Even, Um, even if you don't, even if it is not a needed to be shredded document, I don't see why that wouldn't still appeal to you as like, I got, I just like from a, I got to use the shredder. That's a good point. Because like none of the cardboard is like need to be shredded. That's what you would like point. to do it. I would like to do it. Right. That's a good point. That's a good point. Well, I'll get a paper shredder. Yeah. Maybe and this a, could like fill a little niche for you. I know. And I've got like this space. Yeah. That I can, have, like, I can have like my whole recycle center going on. Yeah. You know, like where I can like, I can just like have my heaps of all of my raw materials, mm-hmm. feed them all through and then have, you know, raw materials this is this is another raw marie kondo thing is like the papers that people keep she is like so like get rid of them you don't need them you don't need paper you don't need like you like her general consensus is that like most things you get in the mail or a paper or whatever like you 
they definitely don't spark joy for you. Yes. Like they are not making you ha- like paper rarely makes you happy. Right. Um, maybe like a graduation certificate or something's like, Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and there are certain papers you absolutely have to keep like all the stuff about like the mortgage for your house or birth certificates or passports, like some things you have to keep. But if it's like bank statements from like two years ago, it's like, you don't need to keep that. You don't need to keep that credit card bills. Then you keep that not right. bills, you know, pay your bills. But like the fact that you got the bill, like from a year ago, like you don't need to keep a receipt of that. Like t- use checkbooks gone. Right. Everything. Right, right. And it's just like, and this is, this was so funny listening to it. And I'm like, cause the little conversation I always have in my head about something. I was like, what if you, what if I like, I, I'm pretty much going to throw this away, but like, what if there's a situation where I need this for like court someday? Like I need to prove something like that's always the conversation. It turns out, I think, Everyone has that conversation. Like, oh, really? To, like, what if I need to prove this? Like, what if I need it for court? What if I have to prove this in court someday? And it's just like, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I, I have to tell you that the podcast serial has done this to me maybe more than it ever existed before, where it's like the whole idea of like, can you tell me what you did six Fridays ago? Like, without going to your phone, without going to a calendar, without talking to friends, just literally try to, like, I'll give you the date. Yeah. You know, but but can you tell me what you did on October 1st? And it's like, it's like, no, I don't think I can. You well, know, I like, bet you could get pretty close to even with just like what's on your phone. That's what I mean. You know? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, but the whole idea is, is like with, with the podcast serial, that's like part of the problem is that he doesn't have a very good way to like verify where he was. Right. And so this point that you're talking about where it's like, well, what if I need this one day to prove this thing? And I, I it's amazing. But like whenever we set up our cameras to record an episode, you have to manually enter the date and time, which I would not normally care to do. Like I'm not, I'm not so fussed with it being correct. Yeah. Cause we don't go back to raw footage ever, like at all. Right. Like it's like in the entire time that we've been making videos never happened. Yeah. So I'm not really worried that like someday I'm going to be like, well, I might need to come back to this raw footage one day. And I need to know that it happened on October 25th. Yeah. Uh, my big thing is like, if I need to prove that I was in the office, at 1230 on October 20th. Now I know. Yeah. Now it's like, there's a timestamp. There's me on camera. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, I don't know why I, I, I really tangented hard from what you were talking about. <laughs> no, that's totally but, fine. <laughs> but, and, but here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's like, what the other, the other like, solution, the other solution that like, I think people are, are, and it's like you compare it to cereal, which is a, is its own special case. But like the thing is, as long as you don't murder someone, you're not going to need an alibi. You know what I mean? It's a good point. <laughs> like, like the other answer is don't be a criminal. There's that. <laughs> and then, and then what j- difference does it make? I know. Everybody in the audience right now is like, Ben's looking awfully suspect. Ben's looking pretty sus. He's like, why is he saving them banks? It's more what? suspicious that you did save them. It's like, no, 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 no. Look, I have alibi right here. See, I saved it. Right. Um, right. But the other the other thing, I, like she doesn't even mention in the book, but that I kept thinking myself is like, even if you get rid of it, there's no way you can't just access it anyway online. Like, Oh, that's you know. true. Yeah. And and for the most part, that's that's absolutely true. Like yeah. there there is there is documentation elsewhere anyway. that, that you can lean to. Popcorn culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not 
not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting. You know, to me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like, it doesn't, doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paperclip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which, wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile, and it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Okay, so while we're on this subject, sort of though, we sort of skirted around it. Can I tell you the story of me trying to throw away my trash can? Oh, I mean, I don't know if there could be anything more interesting than the meta conundrum that is dispensing, disposing of a trash can. I'm supposed to throw away a trash can. You just can't, you can't put it into itself. It is already thrown away and not thrown away. It is Schrodinger's Cat. It is Schrodinger's piece of garbage. It's yes, a trash can. It is. Exactly. It is. it is simultaneously both trash and not trash. Right. Hmm. It is the container unto itself, right? So 
Uh, we've had a trash can at our house for a couple of years now, and it's pretty standard. You know, step on the little lever on the bottom, it opens up. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then it would. I've you heard know, of those. Yeah, you've heard of them. It's, yeah, it's a trash can. It's like a, just a metal box. You put garbage in it. Right, right, right. So, anyway. Following. You got perfectly. it. Perfectly. You got it. Anyway, um, ours got to the point where when you would push the lever, when you push the little foot pedal, it would come up, but it would only close to like like 20 degrees, right? So it was always open about 20 degrees. Okay. Right? Not a huge, not a super huge deal, except that, of course, it is a trash can, and therefore, this does allow the smell to permeate out a little bit more than usual. It's right. still mostly closed. However, the other big problem is that uh, we have two uh, little twins who are walking around and this is now just an open container which they will like to uh, reach into and so something like it would it was not uncommon that they would just be walking around and it's like that's a that's a used wipe right there or that's a okay that's a banana peel all right where did you get that <laughs> we, we don't play with those yeah okay that's yeah. garbage you need to put it back all right um so uh, eventually we we're like we got a new trash can so we got a new trash can i love it I am, uh, you know, hoping it never breaks. I'm positive it will eventually because it has more moving parts, but... Yeah, classic. Whatever. It's not... At least it's not like electronic or something. That's just recipe. Every time I... Every time I go to someone's house and they have one of those, like, motion sensor trash cans where you, like, wave over and it opens up, I'm like, it's a miracle this is working right now. It is a matter of time. It is a matter of time. I get... Like, I'm always afraid that, like, I'm going to be the one to, like, try and do it and discover that it doesn't work. This is it. I did it. I don't know what I did. It's hilarious. I'm going to give a very brief example, but I bought an axe over the weekend yeah. because I like splitting wood. Yeah. And it was like, I was standing there at the aisle and I wanted a four pounder because yeah. I have an eight pounder at home, but I wanted a four. And so I'm looking at them. They have three, mm. right? One of them has a wood handle. One of them is the brand Cobalt, which I think is like Lowe's in-house brand. Mm-hmm. And then another is the brand Fiskars, which is, um, I don't know if you're aware, but they make like scissors and such oh, sure. and that and, sounds like a scissor brand yeah and like other other like cuttables uh that <laughs> apparently axes and so like the fiskers has like a carbon fiber handle the um cobalt has like a composite handle and then the other one just is like a wood handle and literally none of them are moving parts but i was like wood handle I don't know what all the rest of this technology is. It feels breakable. It feels like it's destined to break. I want the simplest one. That I want, one. I want the wood that right there. handle. So it better serve me well. Yeah. That's it. I, I gave it a real firm talking to. <clears throat> I was like, don't let me down. That's good though. Marie Kondo would approve of that. You know, you're having like a relationship with your item. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, gotta thank it for its service to you. I know. Like good job cutting that wood axe. You ever heard of Fred the Cup? I have heard of Fred the Cup. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. anyway. Give it a name. Give it a name. Yep. Have okay. A, Anyway, so now I have uh, my trash can, and to go along with my trash can, the twins also pulled down one of our lamps. The like to the point where <laughs> the the whole you know lamp shade uh, mechanism was broken, and were like the my, my the, stuff is just about to be destroyed. The wires it? were disconnected from the part where the bulb was supposed to go. It was a completely broken lamp, which was a real bummer. So I have, and it has three um, long. Uh, they look like wood, but are in fact metal legs. Okay. Um, so I have my broken lamp and my my broken trash can, and they're large objects. They do not fit in the tra- well. Uh, the, the trash can I suppose could fit in the trash can, but it would take up a, a, like a large amount of space, which we typically use. Um, so I've got my trash can, I've got my lamp. I have to get rid of them. Okay. What do? Well, no big deal. I have all this recycling to break down. All my cardboard, my own cardboard mountain, which is like a once every two weeks. I'll just break it down. I'll take it to the recycling. 
to the public recycling place, which is like behind the Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, have you ever been there? I haven't. Okay. Is it great? Well, no, it's not. They don't have like a shredder you can like put your stuff <laughs> they into. They don't. Instead, they have three triple dumpsters. Oh. Which are like, you know, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a dumpster that looks like it's three times as long as it normally would be. And there's three of them in a row. And I have not once ever been there where the th- all three dumpsters weren't 110% full. Yeah, that's like, right. No, no exaggeration. All of them. They each have like four doors on the outside. Doesn't matter which one you open on either side. All 16 doors will result in like you cannot believe the saturation level of cardboard inside. Maybe like, maybe who gets there first and has it easy? Someone must, but I don't know. Maybe maybe what's happening is that like unbeknownst to you, there is a reason that like the day that you have like the impetus to go and complete this task is also a shared day of impetus for literally every other person. Well, you'd think that, but there's no everyone. This is the other mysterious thing is that every time I do it, no one else is ever there. I'm also the only person there and yet there's clear evidence that a bazillion people were here. Maybe, maybe. Here's my other yeah. theory. Nobody services these dumpsters. And, well, you, and you keep going back and they're full with the same <laughs> stuff. And I, it's like nobody ever empties it. I've heard that the pickup day is Tuesday and I'm typically going on Sunday, so I think I'm coming towards the end of the cycle I most times. I got you. Regardless. You cannot believe how full these dumpsters are. Anyway, not the point. The point is that in the same parking lot, it's for um, Cox Communication, who does like cable here. There is another lone dumpster for regular trash, like uh, like 25 yards away. Okay. Kind of just sitting by itself in the parking lot, not near any building, not near anything at all. Okay. Just by itself. What a sad little dumpster. It kind of looks sad, but it is right next to the public recycling dumpsters okay right so in the past whenever i've gone to do the recycling if i have like a um extra trash bag or something in the car because you know that's where i keep it (laughs) if i have extra (laughs) trash i'll just like run over there i'll throw it in that dumpster and be like all right great good to go like my assumption has always been that this is a public dumpster okay because (laughs) it's in the parking lot with the public recycling dumpsters. Was this and not it's, the case? It it is very not the case. I pull up to it this time, fully intent. I'm going to throw away my lamp. I'm going to throw away my trash can. It's going to be great. Big bigger trash can, dumpster trash can, no problem. Um, except I pull up to it and I notice that all over it, there's like 50 stickers that are like not a public dumpster, under 24 hour surveillance, blah blah. You know, and I was like. Whew. Have these stickers always been here? Oh <laughs> like, my god! I'm like, I have no idea. I'm like, I like, it does not even cross my mind that this was not a public dumpster. That is so. It makes and, me wonder if there's like, like somebody sitting there watching that dumpster on like security footage, and they're like, this guy is back well, again. Well, I, it's not even that often that I've used it, and I've only ever thrown like tiny things in it before. But on the, and if if I will say, if all I was throwing away was like a cup of coffee, I would have done it anyway. Okay. But as I was throwing in two rather large objects, I was like, perhaps not. Perhaps, perhaps I should adhere to the warning because I'm positive that what's happening with this particular dumpster is that everyone's making this mistake because it's right next to the public recycling. Almost guaranteed. I I would even be willing to bet there are people who are like, best of intentions were to recycle. They were full. I put them in here instead. It could could very well be the case. And what's happening is that Cox is running out of dumpster space. Why the dumpster is not right next to the building, I don't know how this dumpster is convenient for anyone who works at Cox to use. Because it's it's not near anything. It seems like the worst spot for a dumpster. Not the point. I want a I picture of this dumpster. I did not. I passed on it. I didn't. I didn't use it. Okay. 
I'm proud Even of though I've used it many times in the past with no consequence whatsoever. Um, anyway, I was like, okay, now I have a new problem. Okay. Now I still have the, the trash can and the lamp. What am I going to do with them? And then I remembered that we, in fact, have access to a different public dumpster downtown where we throw away stuff for Super Carlin Brothers. There's like a public downtown dumpster. Yeah. It's a big old trash compactor. Or whatever. And then, but then I start, and I, I even go and I get there one morning and you, I mean, you, you have to like scan into it, you yeah, know, yeah. like you have a little fob and, uh, I'm sure it's the same thing. There's like a camera or whatever. And I'm thinking to myself like, now, wait a minute, can I just throw literally anything in here? Or is it mostly like garbage bag sort of stuff? Because again, I've got like big metal legs and my big square metal trash can. And I'm like, maybe I shouldn't put this in here. What if like, now they're going to know for sure. Like if the other one was just like mostly honor system, this one's like, I, I'm like on the subscription list. Like they're, they're going to know it was like, I'm going to be the one who broke the dumpster or whatever. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine getting that call? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm so embarrassed. I'm sorry. And it's like, you shouldn't like, I'm, I'm imagining there's like paperwork we signed at one point that I didn't read. That was like, this is only for bags. Don't throw any, (laughs) don't throw your (laughs) fridge in here. (laughs) Right. Yeah, so I'm sense. like, and I'm that like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'll just, I'll just go in and I'll ask somebody in the office whether or not they think it's okay. And I, I'll do it. Turns out on that particular day, I was the only person in the office. And it was one, it, I don't know why, but it's one of those questions that like, I, don't want to like, I didn't want to like put in the slack or something. Like I didn't want to like publicly ask it. It's like, I only want to talk about this out loud. So that there's no record of me not knowing <laughs> <laughs> not that it's like a big deal at all. In case of course, someday <laughs> in case of course, just because it's like, I don't want it to be, ma- it's I, it's the kind of question that I know that if I put in there a big, like, too much fuss is going to be made about it. It's like, it's like, I don't want people like wasting time worrying about whether I can throw away my trash can. I just, if I can ask you and you can say, yes, that's fine. That'd be great. But no one was there. <laughs> so I failed again. I didn't throw them away. I didn't throw them in the big dumpster. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so now I'm coming home and I'm like, okay. And what's really bothering me about all this sort of is that I know, I know Inside of me, there was a younger version of myself that would have not given two cares in the entire world about this. Sure. That would have, that knows implicitly that even if it was against the rules, even if you're not supposed to, even if I, even if someone is actually watching the 24 hour cam on the dumpster, that would have known 1000% that it didn't matter anyway. Sure. That I could have done it consequence free. Like, I know. The version of me that believes that to their core and is correct about it and is correct about it exists. And like, I just, and like, and now I'm just like that older version. That's like, it's not a matter of whether or not there aren't actually going to be consequences. Yes. Even at the first dumpster, I could have thrown the lamp in. I could have thrown the, and even, even if someone watched it, even if they wrote down my license plate, they are never, ever going to, con- I will, there, there are no actual consequences for can, it. Can you imagine if the dumpster police came at you right. because you talked about this on the pop and we still didn't find Carp Girl? That would be unbelievable. It's like, yeah, like someone. No, but see, they would have nothing on me because I didn't do it. <laughs> but, well, that's true. That's true. That's true. But like, there is, like, I, I know there is a version of me who is younger, who knows a thousand percent that there aren't actually consequences for this. That even if I threw the trap, even if I threw it in there and something happened, there would still be no con. Like I know, I know I could get away with it. Like I know there's no real consequence here. 
it's not there. It, it doesn't exist. And yet I couldn't do it. And you couldn't do it. And I couldn't do it. I was like, cause now I'm like older. And I'm like, it's not a matter of whether or not I won't get caught. It's a matter of like that. I shouldn't do it. It's, <laughs> I, it's like, it's a much like, I know that's the right choice, but it bothers me that there's a version of me that could be done with the trash can already. <laughs> much more savage. A much more of yourself. Sa- so savage. Right. Taking would- advantage of loosely non-forced dumpster law. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows that to be the case? So anyway, then I look up though when it, I my across the street neighbors who were in the process of moving for what felt like eight months would constantly have massive mounds of bulk pickup on the street. Maybe they were doing the Marie Kondo thing. I don't know. They weren't okay. doing it right because it was like eight months long. But okay, got it, got it. I was like, bulk pickup happens sometimes in my neighborhood. I'm just gonna look up when it is. It's literally trash day tomorrow. Maybe it's then. Maybe I'll get lucky. Turns out it's an every other week thing. I was on the week. It was the week. It was bulk pickup day. I was like, fantastic. I didn't have to do anything. I'll just go put the stuff out next to my trash can. Please tell me they took it. Ben, here's what happened. Oh, no. Is that I came home from work. I and need the, them to have taken it. <laughs> the lamp was gone, but not the trash can. Did they think that the trash can was like one of your trash cans? I think so. I think they thought the trash can was a trash can to throw stuff out. And so they didn't take it. Oh my gosh. I know. So now my last ditch effort is that I finally broke down and just put my trash can in my bigger trash can that the that the dump truck takes. And tomorrow <laughs> morning I will know once and for sure <laughs> whether or not whether or not the trash can is gone. The lamp is gone. What would you do if you were like sitting there waiting for them to come, like drinking your coffee and you're just like Come on, trash guy. Yeah. And then they and then they like pull up and like the guy like gets out and like he's like talking to the other guy in the truck and he's like, pretty sure this guy tried to throw away a trash can. I'm just gonna make sure it's not in this one. <laughs> yeah. Pops it open. He's like, sure enough, no. Bill. Sure enough. It would you see this? It would have to take some serious effort. It is buried under bags of trash. They would have to dump it, they'd have to use the arm, dump it into the truck, and then have noticed it and be like, wait a minute. <laughs> Turn it around. Turn it around. Shakes fist angrily. The, the at other house. part of me is that, like, I, I just, I know also that I am just like, what am I concerned that my little metal trash can is going to break their trash compactor? Am I like, what kind of joke am I telling myself here? It's like, true. <laughs> they have commercial grade equipment, and yeah. you have a piece of crap. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I don't own something the trash can back compactor can't break. Yeah, if it, this is this is like a very very <clears throat> interesting like w- when you come to realize the difference between commercial grade products and consumer grade products yeah. and you realize that there is a, a huge difference yeah. in the ability for these two things to complete their jobs. Yeah, it's 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 pretty remarkable. Yes. Um, so I think I think the trash truck is going to be just fine. I think it's going to be fine. I'm, and then I'm going to have successfully thrown it away. I have a feeling this is going to the people are going to follow you with this story for a while. No doubt. They're going to be like, no How, how's the trash? Can how's the trash can going? It's gone. It's out. It's gone. You know, but if you had like a little mini shredder in your home, you could have just shredded it into fine pieces of metal. If only. If only. I don't imagine the the shredder would have been big enough. I mean, I would need a pretty big shredder. Well, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Or maybe it has so much grit and determination that it would just sort of like like vacuum it in. No, that'd be impressive. It would be. It would be darn cool to Mm -hmm. see. Okay. 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 Well, that was that was quite the adventure we just went on. It was. I mean, it was. I was I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. It's like, <laughs> did it go? Did it go? I needed to go. Anyway, well, Ben, let me just ask you okay. because okay, you ask me. I feel like it's a big day for you, and we spent a lot of time talking about my trash can. <laughs> 
Well, you know, it needed to be discussed. So as, as we're closing, coming to a near, what feels like the end of the episode here, what, like, how are you even focusing on anything right now? Oh, because uh, I, I mostly let you talk about a trash can for 20 minutes. Okay. <laughs> this is the real solution. Okay. It was like, I got you. Was, if people want to know, it's like, what, what would the pop be like if Ben never talked? Yeah. We just found out. <laughs> <laughs> I, even as I was talking about the story, I feel like, I'm like, I am talking way more than usual. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I am like, um, just trying my darndest. Like I, the way I keep describing today is very much like Christmas when you are like eight years old and you are like, you are in the peak of enjoyment of Christmases. Mm. Like you're not quite old enough to where you're getting like, look, probably primarily you are getting toys. Yeah. And you probably likely still believe that those toys were magically delivered to you. Mm -hmm. And like, and it's like, it's fun and you're not like too too old right, or not, too cool yeah. for things yet. Right. Like, your, your ability to enjoy those toys is also like at its peak. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, because you, yeah, at that, this point in time, you probably don't even have like your own measure of, of like the, like the hierarchy of a, like a purchase or anything like that. Like anything that's wrapped that you get to open is awesome. Exactly. You know, uh, I, I've thought about that so many times before, like where, like I could just go to the store and buy a flashlight. But then if somebody like gave me a flashlight as a gift, I'd be like, this is awesome. This is awesome. There have been a bunch of times I just went and bought my own. Like it wasn't even a part of an eventful day, Mm -hmm. but now that it's here and it's a gift. Love it. Gifts given are one of the harder things. Gifts received are one of the harder things people have with like discarding. I can, Marie Kondo. Absolutely see that. And she would say, get rid of it. Oh, wow. Depending like if, based on like don't let the fact that someone gave it to you as a gift be the reason you keep it like if it brings you joy keep it but if not it has served its purpose of like making of being given to you from your friend and you enjoyed it when you opened it and you got whatever use you needed out of it but now it's okay now it's okay they're not gonna they're not gonna come police you later that's not gonna happen you're not gonna need to prove it in court (laughs) right right I know. Goodness. I feel like something like this just came up for me recently and now I'm like racking my brain. Like it was, it was almost like I, like I had something and somebody was going to come over and I was like, they're going to ask about that thing and it's not going to be here. Yeah. Mm, Beth, Beth has had the, we had a friend in high school who was like an exceptionally, um, talented artist, um, even at like a high school level. Like that was like what everyone knew about her in high school. Like she was really, really artistic, really good. And she, I say we had a friend. She was one of Beth's friends. I didn't know her very well, but she painted for like all of her friends for graduation, like little like, um, canvases of just like unique pieces of like art. And she gave Beth one. And, um, it has been in our house for as long as like we've had a house together. Okay. Like, I think it was in the, it was in the bathroom at our house, but it's just like cool alleyway with all these stairs kind of going everywhere. But at as, as cool as it is that this girl was very good at, and she custom made all these little paintings. I don't think Beth has spoken to her once since high school ended. Okay. And like, it's like one of those things like do this. This was a very nice gesture from a very talented person, but also don't know her don't have any <laughs> connection to the painting and so i was hanging up more painting or like more stuff on the walls this weekend and i showed it to beth and i was like what do you think does it spark joy <laughs> and she said she was like it does not and i was like i think it's time <laughs> we can get rid of this it's time. it's time we can move on we've gotten all the enjoyment we need to out of it 
but that's i think that's great i think that's good i think that like you know she hung on for such a long period of time and and it's it's neat even to think that like if i if i knew that i had given somebody something like that and they had held it for this long Mm -hmm. already like let alone having like not talked to them since high school and then come to find out that it once hung in like their bathroom or something like that it's like like even now like man really like yeah you know that was that was like a long time ago and you still have it so i would say you guys did a great job well thank you you. you. kept up with it you kept it in good shape fine form yeah i'm proud of you guys right and i'm sure that they would be excited too i'm sure they'd be you're right they'd probably be surprised like you kept it that long (laughs) right right okay let me ask one last question because there's a last final note here and i feel like we kind of touched on it uh, by way of talking about how I'm like basically like in Christmas mode. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm about to go downstairs like, you know, and, yeah. and, and see the pile of presents and, you know, dad setting up the video camera. It's taking forever, taking forever. You and know? then he's also got to make coffee. You're like, dad, why don't you like start the coffee first? So that was brewing while you were setting up the camera. It almost feels like you're doing this just to build additional anticipation. It feels like you're bad at sequencing these events. And uh, if I found yeah. out that he, if he was just literally building anticipation all this time, mm. that'd be, I, I don't know what I would do if I found out that things that I thought were authentic were like mom and dad just being like, like telling us things. No, <laughs> I don't doubt there was a certain amount of like them not quite being ready, but whatever the reasons were, weren't the reasons they were telling us. Okay. Okay. I can see that. Okay. Well, so my, my final question here, because you have the note in, in, or you have the note written down here. It said that you asked Luke what he wanted to give Beth for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a trash can? No, it wasn't a trash can. I just thought it was a really funny answer because we were playing downstairs yesterday and, um, uh, Beth and I had been looking through some like catalogs for um, Luke's upcoming birthday. Yeah, right. And uh, like Christmas and stuff. I'm like, what what kind of stuff? Hey, sorry, there was a problem with the memory card. The next few minutes of audio are going to be a little weird because it's from the camera. Um, but it will return to normal before the end. Maybe we should order stuff now because there's like like lag times on some shipping stuff for COVID or whatever. So Beth and I had been picking stuff out for Luke earlier in the day, and I was like, "Oh, this, this." I'm just curious what he'll say if I say, "Luke, what would you want to get mommy for Christmas?" Like, like what what ideas would he have? I had no idea what he was gonna say. Yeah, and I was I was pretty impressed with his answers for the most part. He just like first like he gets he just like looks off into space, gets this big smile on his face, goes, "Just lots of candy." And I, <laughs> And I was like, oh, you know what? Not a bad gift, honestly. Candy is a perfectly good gift. It's a classic gift. It's a classic gift. I was like, that's a great gift. And then then he starts listing other stuff off as well. And he goes like, and pillows. And I was like, oh, you know what? We can do that. We can do pillows. Pillows is good. (laughs) It's like, and salt. (laughs) And that was the one that got me. I was like, salt? I think that you should. I think you should give Beth all of those oh, things. I, oh, I am. And I, <laughs> I, there was uh, there was candy, pillows, salt, and blankets. Okay, okay, okay. So at least two of those seem yeah. like they were in a similar vein. Were you in his bedroom when you asked him this? We, we were not. We were not. We were in the basement. Okay, okay. Um, so at the very least, it wasn't just like he wasn't just like looking at things and, and see. that. Yeah. And, yeah. That's yeah. good, but I feel like, yeah, you could probably get, like, there's, like, some really good, like, flaky sea salt. Yeah. Which would be, like, spectacular quality salt. Right, yeah, just get her, like, 
extra fancy salt right. from Luke. Don't underestimate the quality of salt as a gift. I I would not. I, you, I know, used to make a bunch of cookies with some, like, Himalayan, like... Black, black salt. Black salt? Yeah. Or was it Himalayan? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I believe so. Um, or I, maybe it's even possibly, like, Hawaiian black salt. Now that I can't really remember. Um, it was black salt. It's black salt, but it's it needs to be, like, a finer black salt. Because I have had... I've had people before hear me talk about this, and then they have mailed me, like, chunky black mm. salt. And unfortunately, that salt doesn't work for the application. It looks very pretty on the shelf, yeah. Which is which is great, um, but the, it needs to be like a like a slightly finer, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, almost like kosher salt size. Right, like you would confuse it with pepper. Close, close, close. Okay. Yeah, maybe a little bit bigger than pepper. All right, but not a lot bigger than pepper. Okay. Anyway, guys, that's all for today. I feel like we have to we have to get out of here while we still can. <laughs> okay, somewhere during recording our episode today, we don't know where. In the episode, it stopped it recording. Stopped recording the episode. I think that I looked down at like fifty-eight minutes, so I think we have most of it. Okay, but this is us. Like if we were just like mid-story and just stopped, right? Then the detail that I really need you to know is that what yes to get Beth for Christmas is it salt. Is salt? Can you imagine if that's where it cut off? Yeah, it's like in the <laughs> third one. This was my favorite. It is also. I will say. It is possible, definitely even true, that the camera itself picked up the audio. So there is simply a chance that the audio quality dipped for a second. For a second, And maybe we used that if it was usable. It might have been so tinny and unusable as to have been actually bothersome. Um, if we use that, I bet we recorded something. Maybe we're saying it right now that like, hey, sorry, there was a problem with the memory card. The next few minutes of audio are going to be a little weird because it's from the camera. Um, but it will return to normal before the end. Okay, guys, but as ever, thank you so much for tuning in. I can't stress it enough. The fi- We're in the final quarter of the year. So if you want to support us on Patreon and get in on the special uh, exclusive merch that we have going on right now. Anytime between uh, today and December 31st, if you sign up at the Buzziest B or Jazziest J tier, mm-hmm. you will be uh, entered to receive, not entered, like it's not like a contest, you'll get it. You'll get if it. If you sign up. Um, a custom vinyl record of an exclusive episode of The Pop and get this, the record itself glows in the dark. Glows in the dark. We're really excited about Very it. Very exciting. I can't wait to like hold it. I, just, I feel yeah. like I'm gonna like spin it or like to like blow dust off of it. Like, oh, oh, that isn't that isn't that the dream? Blowing it, dust off a record, your, especially your own record, especially your own. Let me let me just throw it out there as well. That Ben and I were looking at we're looking at the uh, the one true host numbers earlier today. We, we were we, we were. were. Let me just say, you guys, it's 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 as close as it's ever been. You know, if you're on Team Jazzy J out there, if if but a single person signed up for the stovetop popcorn tier at the moment, it would tip the scales. It would tip the it scales. Would. We're that close. We, we, it's it's the you you like listener. You there. I'm just saying you have you single person who's not on Patreon right now could sway everything. And it, like you could hear a completely different intro. You could hear a completely different intro. I'm just saying it's out there. Well, it's wonder, out there. I wonder what you would say. Oh, like. <laughs> yeah, we'll just beatbox it. C J in the house. Uh-huh. Yeah, and my brother Ben. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just saying, 
It could happen. It could happen. It could happen. It could happen. As ever, though, if you have uh, feedback on anything else, you can uh, email that to popcornculturepod at gmail.com. If you want to sign up for our Patreon, it's at patreon.com slash popcornculture. Otherwise, you can follow us on Twitter or on Reddit, where the conversation is always alive. Until next time, pop, pop. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.